This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? This is Mike from the Alternate Universe. Where I come from, it was always spelled Baron Stain Bears. And also, Earth has been taken over by giant lizard insect robots. Only you can help us. How, you ask? By studying up on lizard insect robot history through audiobooks. If you go to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks right now, you can get access to over 180,000 audiobooks, and one of those has got to have the history of giant lizard insect robots or something. Plus, you'll be supporting the podcast. Go to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman. Warriors fighting on the side of good We are DMs, we are players We are hardened undead slayers Elven archers who roam the enchanted wood We all pretend to be something So why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on, my friends, nerd on Keep it up and we can rule the world Whatever you love is not wrong There's power in your phantom Keep strong, nerd on Yeah, he was the annoying American who did annoying American things like like television. <laughs> but then again, in um, no offense, Melissa, but yeah, she's gone. Uh, in the 1950s, Americans have television and kids had to suffer in Britain through BBC. I lived in England in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and there was children's television for one hour every day between the hours of three and four o'clock. And if you missed it, that was it. You had gardening shows. Yay! Have you ever seen Dog Tanyon and the Mouseketeers? I have never seen Dog oh. Tanyon. Melissa, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Melissa refers to it was a Hanna-Barbera-like cartoon when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. What was this? Dog Tanyon Seeing and Dog the Mouseketeers. Tanyon and the Mouseketeers. Oh, Dog Tanyon and the Three Musketeers. My dad still remembers the theme song. That's Do it. you? Oh, I remember the oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't spend a lot of time enunciating in Great Britain in the eighties. They never spend any time enunciating in I Great Britain. Oh, what? I think it was a northerner that sang it. Oh, which is I why. swear though, I listened to the theme song recently, and I swear, right in the middle of it, it says, "Children are so corny." <laughs> I swear it says that. That was like I have a friend who. Um, uh, Maury actually listens to the show, I think. Who I saw um, Maury recently. Swears up and down that at one point during the uh, White Ranger theme song from the from the '90s Ranger show, power. he said it says White Power. That, it does not. It does. It does yes, not. It does. Guys, it one of us is a Power Ranger fan here. I've I have seen listened this to video. the original. It says 
the song, just the only lyrics in the song are White Ranger Tiger Power. It says that uh, over and over through the whole song. Uh, you guys eliminated the words Ranger and Tiger so you could make yourselves feel like you're smart. But you're not. You're just wrong. <laughs> I don't know anything, so I'm not going to comment. So, Melissa... At least she's finally admitted that she knows nothing. <laughs> that is the essence of wisdom. Booms. Socrates. Booms? Is that Socrates or is that the Jing? No, that's Socrates. I thought Socrates like oh, wanted I to know I am a things. wise man because I know I know nothing. But didn't he know things? Didn't he say that the more you know... Uh, no. The more questions you ask, no. the wiser you become. Welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast, home of four people without philosophy degrees who see, who've read one book between the four of us <laughs> and think we true. know anything. I've read. I had to go through four or five for my liberal arts degree, so I've read a lot of philosophy. And books. I had to read a lot of political philosophy books to teach history, which so has led to a lot philosophy. of me looking at like modern conspiracy stuff and being like, "This is a horrible reference." Um, speaking of remembering things when you were a kid, Melissa, when you were a kid, did they have a book series called The Bernstein Bears? Are we talking about the spelling thing? Because yeah. on Wikipedia, English Wikipedia, it shows both spellings. Really? Alright, so here's the conspiracy the thing. No, Amazon. It was on, it was on Amazon.co.uk. Amazon.co.uk shows both spellings. But the correct spelling is the A, but it, the Amazon.co.uk shows both spellings. Then See, how is it as kids that people seem to, not universally, but sporadically universally... Well, I think the theory is absolutely correct. There was an alternate universe where it was Berenstain Bears, not Berenstain Bears, and all of us are from that universe. And at some point in the last three or four decades, we all crossed over. Whether it was one at a time or all at once, so I'm not sure. So am I in some kind of quantum state because I have no idea what it was when I was a kid? Well, some well, no, you're might just not slightly have a silly. memory. I'm slightly what? Silly. That's true. I, I'm not from either of these universes. It might be that <laughs> you're quantum locked. You're a time lord. Of course you're a time lord. You're British and sassy. And from the north. Uh, it, Lots of planets have a north. What if it's not, um, what do you call it? Maybe, what if it's not that uh, we came over? Maybe it's that, that timeline where we're from completely gone. Our timelines have merged, but much like hereditary genes, some things won and some things lost. Do you think it's possible that, that, that it's simply that the people are more used to the spelling of Bernstein versus Bernstein? No, no that's no, ridiculous. No. Well, why would I ever think that? That's not even logical. <laughs> much less entertaining. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> have their stupid... <laughs> but it's then, not an argument okay, we agree if the two universes <laughs> if the two universes went to war secret wars style how do and you know merge? that like the better versions of ourselves won what if we're the shitty versions of ourselves and we just like low blow well, the other universe that fucking explains a lot then yeah it does <laughs> okay I have an answer to that yes no one could be more Jairus than I am right now but what if the other Jairus was more Jairus than you? No, that's not possible. Well, what if they were? What if, two what if, infinities what if that is Jairus, still infinity. What if that Jairus had hair? I have hair. Ish. Oh, you're <laughs> talking about this? This is my sunroof. I, I, get solar, <laughs> I get solar power this way. It's the landing strip. That is my forehead. It's my um, uh, cranial defense mechanism when i was a kid we uh we bought uh my family friend who we called uncle a uh, t-shirt that said uh 
It's not a so, it's not a bald spot. It's a solar panel for a sex machine. I like that. That is such a great gift to get from someone else's kids. Later, he turned out to be cheating on his wife. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> you were accurate. Yeah, we were. <laughs> sex Guys, machine. Like, you have no idea. The story <laughs> took a dark turn in my life while it was happening. I can do this. Yes, I have succeeded in making your chair lean back. Would kind you of. like, the last like some no. help? No, I've succeeded. No, but I was thinking... I did it all by myself. If the laptop gets you're, hot, you're I have a lap desk fully. that you can put underneath. I, Jairus, this is me fully extended, all right? Lots of people come in different shapes and different extensions. It's a short chair. We got it from my mom. She's five foot. Well, it just seems to lift up more. So what you're saying is, really all this comes down to is a your mama joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, Mike, that you could possibly get it a bit more 90 degree angle. You know, a bit more erect. Maybe maybe if you were trying a little harder, then it would be, it would be uh, easier for me to get myself a little more extended. It's not fair for you to put that on me. I'm being as funny as I can. <laughs> We know. That's why our listenership hasn't gone up in hundred. Are you minutes. saying that in some timeline out there, there's a funnier Jairus? Because I don't think that's true. I'm saying in every true. timeline out there, there must be a funnier Jairus. Fuck you! Get According out of my house! Hawkins, there is a timeline in which the interviewer was funny. Oh, we're John. Yes, we're uh, uh, John Oliver. <laughs> no, there's it wasn't like, John Oliver. It was his it interviewer. Was, his interviewer was John Oliver. Did you guys see the John Oliver segment from this week with the televangelists? I no. saw it. You oh my god, it. it's amazing. It's so true. They Hot. figured that in order to investigate <laughs> so televangelists, they looked into um, what it takes to set up your own tax-exempt church and found out that it's so surprisingly easy that they did it. They created Our Lady of Perpetual Exemption uh, and are it's now awesome. accepting completely tax-free donations that you can make and get a write-off in your report. And it, Because they're a church... They can take as many of them as they want with no restrictions, and then at the end of a certain amount of time, we're just going to donate it all to Doctors Without Borders. But they're they're making a lovely yeah. point about how televangelists in this country work by well, especially by pointing out the horrible abuses. Oh my God! Yeah. The, the, they're just that he um, set up a um, mail correspondence with one of these famous televangelists, and the guy would do things like he would send um, a letter with a dollar enclosed, and the dollar would be like. This dollar has been blessed by Jesus and therefore cannot stay in your house. It must be Put returned it, to me with $46 yeah. more dollars. Put it in your Bible for a night. But just a night. Don't keep it there. You will be fucking with God. Yeah. Like, they bring that into it. It is so horrible. And then at one point, they find, because the whole point of this is that, you know, uh, these uh, donations that you're making to these televangelists are seeds that will one day blossom into, you know fully fruited money for you uh, at one point he sends you a uh, envelope that says check enclosed and you open it up and it's a check for five dollars made out from you to him <laughs> yeah oh so, my okay. god this is like capitalism and religion like their religion has had so much capitalism especially in america yeah, for a really is, long time you, this is literally like oh i need to be saved do i just pay you okay i uh, mean like do we not remember the tithes? I remember um, the tithes. Ages? It, I remember someone's going to start hammering on them. Yeah, exactly. They did away with Some it people it did those. Away with it. The problem is that there have always been and probably will always be people who take a look at religion and come away with, you mean you'll believe anything? Would you believe you'll give me money? <laughs> Would you believe in Xenu? Yeah. Well, and like, it, it is really unfortunate that 
there are some churches who actually do good work and like Mm -hmm. are trying to make a difference in the world and they're barely surviving because these guys are raising 30 million dollars for private jets yeah, yeah, exactly. And That's not an exaggeration, by the way. There's a guy on John Oliver's segment. You should watch it if you can. I'll try and throw a link well, up in this true. thing. But, and uh, he's, he his about, defense was that God wanted me to have yeah, this. He talks about how um, uh, his yeah. parishioners, compl- or some people complained about the $30 million he'd spent on a private jet. So next week he spent double that on an even better private jet cash because he could. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> um, I hate having morals. They're so inconvenient. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to look at uh, the malaise of humanity and be like, I cannot tell who is better or worse. Oh my god, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. You know, my high horse has a lot of problems, but at least I know that I stand someplace. And that's not <laughs> charging people to give me money. Oh god. Not abusing people's faith. What, what gets down to me is these are people who obviously need help. They, they want to be uh, healed from some disease, they want to get out of poverty, and they're doing everything they know how, and they're just, they're having their faith taken advantage of. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's the same as con artistry. It is con it, artistry. It is it's con artistry. It's an absolute con artistry. It's a, con, it's a government-sponsored Texas, or um, not Texas, but uh, TV-controlled, nah. tax-free uh, con artistry. It's insane. And it's a state that we've allowed it to go on for as long as it has, but it's because nobody really wants to pay attention to it. They want to sleep And any time you try and put off. legislation in that would regulate how church tax law works, all of a sudden donations. Ev- evangelists get really upset because yeah. it's easy to stir up a fear of the government uh, changing your religion if the, your deepest desire is to implant your religion into the government. Natural yeah. conflict there. Yeah. We're talking more about. Um, uh, politics stuff here. Uh, one of the things I would like to turn to is um, blurp, 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 blurp. We saw some amazing things recently. Um, and yes, around Star Wars and, and stuff like that. Um, and I like to just there sometimes sit in silence thing. and let Jairus do the segues because it just leads to these wonderful, nonsensical so things happened and then things. If you give me that power... You give me that power, you and you you're gonna pull it up against me. Fine, I'll use my power of segways against you. Is the power of segways? Do you like have an army of tech billionaires from segways? Silicon Valley riding around on oh two wheel devices? I saw that in San Francisco the other day. It was the weirdest thing. Those... We were walking around like Golden Gate Park, and there was a tour of segways. Oh, yeah. Going what? slower than walking, taking up the entire goddamn <laughs> walkway. Like, oh, I want to do that so bad. Oh, part of why? my secret because part of my secret desire is to be rich enough that I can be that kind of asshole. That I can be like, <laughs> "Yes, this is a path for walking, but I'm going to ride on my extremely inefficient vehicle down it just to piss you people off." You you are talking about being the type of person that uh, that uh, John Hodgman used to be on The Daily Show. Yes. I want to be the type of person that leads a protest in uh, San Francisco because police are cracking down on bicyclists having to, uh, not stopping at stop signs. By Their, their protest of that was to gather a mass of bicyclists and not stop at it. Or no, that I'll stop bullshit. at every stop sign. Just and, fuck and you. rush hour. Yeah. Yeah. Rush hour. Like, I'm sorry, look, there are certain situations where shutting down traffic Black Lives Matter. Totally cool. Yes. Yeah. 
Slight inconvenience on your bicycle is not one of those things. Well, and also well, having to stop at safety. It's safety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm and, sorry. Well, you have to obey the law now. Well, and also, <laughs> why the fuck do they go down Fell Street? Oh, yeah. It is a motherfucking grid system. Go the next street over where there are no cars. Mm. Why just, do they have to go down Fell Street? If you're going into uh, uh, Null Valley? Knoll's Valley? Knoll Valley. Close, to, Valley. close to where uh, the Hate Street is. Just go one block south into the park. It's a yeah. grid, like you just said. It's a grid system. If you go one it's, block in either direction, you're going to get where and you're I'm going. I'm sorry, San Francisco blocks are not New York blocks. No, they're fucking they're, short. They are short. Like, they are pretty they are in, short. Until you get blocks. into the uh, what do you call it? The avenues where they get much longer. For yeah, some east west they get very long, but north south it's still really short. And so I'm like, you're not going that far out of your way. Just hop down to the next street. And stop being a pretentious asshole. Yeah. You guys are making me as a bicycle rider look bad. Well, and also the thing <laughs> is, the whole point of this is, is that it's dangerous for cars who have a lot of, like, it's, you know, there's a concentration, San Francisco is already difficult enough to drive in, and these bicyclists don't even fucking look. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure or use hand cities signals. like Davis, which are big bike areas in Santa Barbara, they stop at stop signs. They do in Boulder, in Colorado. They yeah. stop you know, at stop signs. They, they stop the at si- stop signs because and they, they, they make they eye contact. They know that they're traffic. Yeah. They cro- exactly. Any cross traffic, they make eye contact to make sure that they see You know see what it. I think yeah. the real problem is? is I think this is caused by bike couriers who are pushed by their jobs to get there faster, which leads other bicyclists to no. thinking, oh, like, this is what we're doing no. now. I like the it way is, you, you pronounced... Um, Couriers there because it sounded like it was some sort of quarian warrior. And now I'm imagining yeah. like squid yeah. people on bikes Couriers? with axes. Couriers. He said quarriers. Couriers. They said quarriers. Couriers. Couriers. You know, they quarry things from one place to another. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I don't know what I'm no, saying. No, what it's caused by is pretentious assholes. It rich comes from rich potential assholes oh, yeah, who are like, oh, let me just throw money at it until I get my way. And I'm going to look like a homeless person because that's trendy. <laughs> Sorry. Does this coffee come from Coffee to the People? Yes. <laughs> um, but the um, the hipster grocery market on Hate Street's closed. Really? Uh, yeah, there was this really awful uh, convenience store. That, uh, that where everything was artisan and you'd get like $2 oh, snacks for $8. Yeah. It was so awful. And it closed down in like four or five months. Oh, <laughs> God. God, that was happy. It's like, this is the hate. You know what's really uh, succeeded, though, is that really awesome cough store practically across the street. Cough store? Goff store. Oh, goff store. Where you go inside and there are, like, skeletons and things. If you go upstairs, there are, like, magical tones. What do you get at a cough store? Like, sir, would you like a good harumph today? Or would you like a good whooping (laughs) cough? I'm here for a tickle. Maybe they were just mispronouncing Goth Street, which already sounds like you're having a cough. No, no, like a goth store. <laughs> goth store. I found the only. It's, it, it, it's goth. 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 So, yeah. Goth is the street. Okay. Goth is the uh, the thing that Jairus is trying to say. Goth. For yeah. some reason, he's pronouncing goth with an F. So, what's the I always thing? do that. I have a goth. weird pronunciation a problem. Goth. Goth. Just ignore my ability to speak. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, 
But, I found the only yeah. goth story in, uh, in that Texas... Uh, we're diverging place. into politics once again. Another amazing thing that we saw t- this week was The Man from Uncle, which is... Oh my god, did you see it? See is it fun? I it's have really good fun. hopes about it that. Is, it's really, really fun. It's so much fun, and like, the casting is perfect. So oh, th- this good. movie is really the best example that Henry Cavill could have been a really good Superman in a good movie. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, he he's, just... He... Oh, he is charming for days. Wait, is he the same guy who's in Man of Steel? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Whoa. He's a fine yeah. specimen of a man. I guess he needed a good director to help him turn the charm on yeah. them. Yeah. Um, he because also, he was so wooden as Superman. He, he stars yeah. opposite the man with the best name in show business. Oh, yes. Do uh, you, yeah. you know about this? So um, the uh, guy who was the, plays the Russian in Man from Uncle, who was also the lead in uh, Lone Ranger, his name is Army Hammer. His <laughs> army is short for Armand. His name is Armand Hammer. His name is Armand Hammer. His parents are awful. <laughs> and also wonderful. I, I really, love deodorant. I really feel like... And he's Russian? That, no, no, he's no, actually he's American. American. Oh. But he's really good. He plays like, very good Russian. He is the actor. Surprising really well. good, surprisingly good. And like, oh, the movie is just great. So I highly recommend yeah, you see it's, it. Um, they they awesome. do this thing where they condense an entire action sequence into what would be like a 10-minute action sequence into like... Two minutes where, instead of everything happening in sequence, everything's happening out of sequence in different comic book panels, and you can look in all kinds of different places, and it's amazing. Awesome. Guy Ritchie is like one of the most talented action directors of the last like. Okay, say no more. Now I understand. Yeah, but like I mean, I've always enjoyed his movies, but this one I just felt like. No, that's no. Luke Besson. Oh, and that's okay. another Guy Ritchie person is who uh, like. Snatch and um, oh, yes. Sherlock Holmes, Lock, Stock, and Smoke and Barrels. Sherlock Holmes, the the second one, had one of the worst action scenes I've ever seen. Not because it was bad, but it didn't fit in the movie. the The Total War one, where they start like oh, losing yeah. everything. And I looked at that and be like, "This will be so amazing!" Where they sit up and talk about how horrible. No one's ever experienced mechanical warfare before. They never talk about it again. And I was <laughs> like, "You just wanted this sequence in here. That made no sense." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And like in the Man from Uncle, because sometimes Guy Ritchie does do that, where you're like, "Come on." Dude, oh, that, well, that was just fucking mm, gratuitous. But like, in the man uh, from Uncle, what's his name with Legolas? Yes, it's just it's so smart. Oh gosh, you, okay you all right? <laughs> was it the cat? Yeah. yeah. I got my phone. I have the phone. The thing was it this black iPhone? Oh my god, it's on the table. <laughs> That's a stool. Have yeah. you not seen a stool before? It's There's a, a sample. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty funny for Thank us. Okay. <laughs> um, but but yeah. Um, the only problem I have with it is that the uh, the lead female. I think she's a good actress, but she's one. She only has one emotional note throughout the whole film. Uh, I, Bond. I think, oh, uh, but the Bond villainess. Woman? Oh my god, she's so good. Amazing. What's she like? She is a Bond villain for mm-hmm. days. She's like she's and, like an uh, uptight British she, evil female. Wait, is she the high? Is she the big bad? Yeah. Yes. And, I've never seen that in a spy film. Yeah, and she <laughs> Which is, is very phenomenal. But That's I mean, awesome. her evil her evil Nazi henchman is very good too. Ooh, he has yeah. this torture scene. that's very creepy. What is her motivation? What does she want? Money. Hmm? 
money. Oh, is she World is she domination. selling the nuke for yes. money? Oh, I remember that storyline. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at that and I was like, thank you, a spy film with a plot that could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, it's, it's just really interesting because I kind of want to like look up the old show and like kind of see the history of it because... I think it's so amazing that in the 60s somebody did a show about Russians yeah. and Americans working together to solve spy crimes. Like, that's... Amazing. It was really, really unusual, yeah. 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 Uh, especially in the way that it treated um, Russians who were in the U.S. as spies, considering that the Rosenberg trial had happened just, like, 15 years earlier yeah. or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. That but, I mean, like, a fabulous job. Thank you, Mr. Ritchie, for yes. a Fabulous movie. There's a, a, a chase sequence near the end. It's this motorcycle chasing a buggy, which is chasing a jeep. And oh, it's I saw twisty, that. Twisty the, uh, yeah. sequence throughout the mountains, and, and he like he'll follow the action really closely, and then he'll zoom out to like helicopter beyond mm. helicopter, like almost yeah. satellite view, and then zoom back in to a different spot. And so you can constantly tell where everyone is in the chase. Oh, it makes good. it really easy to follow. It's really cool. Good. Yeah. yeah. Way it's better really than the shaky cam way of doing yeah. things. Yeah. But uh, uh, speaking awesome. of movies, yeah. um, this is it's a very important celebration today, folks, because today is the 20th anniversary of my favorite movie of all time. Oh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Anyway. Mortal Kombat! I think a very... So did I. In a very small way. I was not, 11. I was 16. So we're not that far apart. <laughs> so, that's right. You're a little bit closer now. You had your birthday. You're 31. Yes. Oh. I will be 37 soon. That's nice. all right. A lot of people on, are near death. Good. Hey, she'll she will kill you. <laughs> no, I have no fear of death. I'm in a long time. Unlike people in the movie Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay, so, I think that one of the reasons why Mortal Kombat as a movie idea worked where so many other video game movies just did not work out in that era. Um, they is followed be- the storyline of the game? Yes. Yeah. And much like in Mortal Kombat, uh, it, they used the same sort of techniques and they could because Mortal Kombat was photo-based. Yeah. Which meant that it was easy to make people who looked just like... That's true. And it but, worked I mean, it out really so is, well. It really is about respecting yeah. the source material. And we had... Um, those oh, of you yeah. who are see, experiencing this podcast on Friday will know that we had an article that came out on Wednesday, which really goes into more detail about this. But right now, that's the future. Um, but a lot of um, what movie adaptations get wrong, and this is where Fantastic Four bombed uh, miserably, is... If you don't, uh, it already yeah, yeah. Um, it, if you don't respect your source material, you are going to make a shitty movie. Just period. There's a reason people are coming to see your movie if it's an adaptation, and that's because yeah. they like it, the source it's material. It's kind of the exception in... to that. What? What? The Bourne films. The Bourne films are so good because they did not stick to the source material. Well, they were well, inspired by the but source they, material. But they didn't, they didn't shit on the source material. No, either. they were definitely inspired by and drew kind of, from and were, it, you know, followed the idea. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like we watched the um, the remake of Annie last night, and uh, which was alright. Mainly really hated it. Um, well, it's just, okay, I want to be Miss Hannigan. I want to play Miss Hannigan. Let me rephrase that. I want to play Miss Hannigan at some point because... Her song, Little Girls, like, is one of the best songs ever. And 
having Carol Burnett sing it and just be this person, like, it was almost inspiring me to be an actor because I was like, I want to do that. I want to, you know, like, embody mm -hmm. that character. And what they did in it is that they felt like they had to do all of the points of Annie the musical, but they had to, like, drop a sick bass beat behind it. And then they also wrote a crap ton of new music Ooh, no. that, I mean, they were good songs, yeah. don't get me wrong. And I'm like, just write your own goddamn musical. Yeah. yeah. Like, there are really only seven stories in the world. It's okay. That's not to true. But, like... That's, total, th that's totally not true. I but, disagree. It's a, it's a, I've got a great book about this. It's, it's, I have a great uh, book about this too. I can bring it right now. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I don't guys, mean to like guys, insult you, guys. but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it's okay it's to have the same plot as another story, and yeah. you can still do your own take on it, but if you're saying that we are doing Annie, you better fucking do Annie. Yeah. If I can like, disagree on one thing, yeah. I don't mind it when modern stuff, especially when they're musicals, change music slightly enough to create an in-genre point. Like, uh, well, the problem, the thing I was going to bring up with Annie isn't the out. change in the music. It was that the first thing you see in the mm -hmm. remake of Annie is that they have a little girl in a red dress with flaming red hair get up and do a tap dance number, and then the entire um, group Class. full of people just rolls their eyes and sighs deeply. <sighs> like... Why would you want to see a movie about that? And I'm like, that's yeah. the movie that we're here to see? You're yeah. making a movie then, that's a remake of and that? And then what they also huh. did is they had a really cool that idea that the music in her life comes from the city of New York. So, sense. like, as she's going through the town, it's very Stomp-esque. But they yeah. only do it for certain numbers and not for all of the numbers. Oh, and it just seemed kind of disjointed. It seemed yeah. very disjointed, and also she was so auto-tuned, except in this one song, where she's talking, singing about like this is her opportunity, and it's an original song for the movie, and it's beautiful. And I'm like, this little girl can sing. Let her sing. Don't Why fucking auto-tune auto -tune her. I think that's a musical okay, style. How do you do something where you have it's it's kind of like how they did all these Romeo and Juliet remakes where they're not Romeo and Juliet, but it's the story of Romeo and Juliet. How do the you the same way Romeo and Juliet's story just the story of uh, Tristan and his soul? Yeah. 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 So how how would you would you label it as based on Annie? Like new name based on Annie? Like yeah. the Wiz. Like, yeah. The Wiz was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you just wouldn't call it Annie. Yeah. Like, seriously, you would just say, you wouldn't inspired call it Annie, by... and then you could say inspired by Little Orphan Annie. Or you know? retelling of. Exactly. Yeah. You, you just say that because if you call it a certain thing, you go in expecting a certain thing. That's why, also, when you're doing stage plays, if it's something that's really well known, for example, West Side Story... We are doing our best to do the original choreography because that's what people fucking expect. They expect the Bernardo kicks. They expect the jet snaps. Like, you have to hit those things unless you say, 
a reimagining. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, so even the scene, right? Exactly. But even like you know, like that that reimagining of um, Les Mis that we saw a couple yeah. years ago that was amazing. They they said but it in modern times stuff like that. Oh, well, but that, wait, was, there was a Les Mis in modern times. It works really well. It works I'll really well, dude. Why have I not heard of I'll this? I'll show you. I'll show you the trailer. Or the it, podcast. Do it's they really, do the music too? Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the same. It's the exact same it's music, but oh it works God, really well. Why is this the first time I've heard of this? That's amazing. But they. Keep functioning, brain. Come on, you're almost there. Um, they, what they didn't do is they didn't. When so, the difference is when you get an, an adaptation. And this was the problem most of the time in the '90s. People tried to adapt things, especially geeky things like comic books. They would say, "Oh, we're going to make a movie version of this, but we're going to throw out everything about it and just put the name on it so that people will come to see it." Um, oh, yeah. And the, since basically X Men. In the late '90s, early 2000s, people have started to realize that actually the reason this stuff is popular is it's pretty good. And if we try and follow what, makes what made it, it popular good. in the first place, just make it slightly more modern, then you end up with Iron Man and all holy shit! Right. All of a sudden, we're making or tons of money Daredevil. by respecting people. Yeah, like one of the great yeah. things about Daredevil is Daredevil was a story that was popular, continuously popular through very different times in America's. Uh, uh, history. There are a lot of comics that happened in like the the mid to late sixties that didn't survive, but Daredevil did. And one of those reasons is because the basic ideas of Daredevil fit in so many different uh, settings yeah. and eras. They're yeah, they're they're very strong. And the way that they turned them around in this show was really perfect. Yeah. Well, and and that's like when you're watching the Netflix show. It has this very nineties feel to it because there yeah. aren't like a lot of cell phones. Being That's used. true. There things but, are much more subtle in a noir like. But yeah, it feels it feels modern, but yet at the same time it feels like old. I, so it, it's a really interesting thing, but one perfect example is Clash of the Titans. That movie was so god awful, uh, but yeah. Wrath of the Titans was awesome yep. because they stopped taking themselves so damn seriously. Well, clap, clap, and yeah. they they were like they stopped being embarrassed by what kind of yeah, movie they are. We're like, okay, hey, we are going to make our own story, but it's with the same characters, same world, but we're gonna have fun with it. Cause like, oh my god, when they threw away the owl, yeah, in I, was just, I was like, fuck. That's the you. thing I always fuck think you. of. It's just like that moment in Annie. You don't want something based on something old where the only way they connect with it is by shitting on it. It's like the um, the perfect example of um, an evolution, this exact evolution. When the show Arrow started, mm. it was very embarrassed by what it was. There's actually a scene where um, they're talk- trying to come up with a name for uh, um, the, the uh, vigilante, as they're calling him at that point, and... Um, John Barrowman's character is like, well, why don't we call him Green Arrow? And the guy, uh, the guy who plays Green Arrow is like, no, that's stupid. And they never talk about it again. And now in the show, now yes. he's wearing costumes. He's fighting. He's gonna have fucking Constantine on the show. Yeah, he's, that's yeah. right. He's gonna he be is. calling himself Green Arrow. And the reason the Flash was so freaking successful is because by the, the beginning of the first episode, they were like, "No, we're gonna have a costume. There's costume supervillains. Yeah. There's a guy who calls himself Captain Cold. Fuck you. This stuff is cool." Well, and having Cisco name them as the yeah. comic book characters, but also like. What was so weird about Arrow is he was all like, I'm super serious. But yet, 
they hammered home, oh, you're speedy, you're speedy, you're speedy. Yeah. And I'm like, stop with the speedy. That It sounds so forced yeah. with um, yeah. his little sister because she's, she's supposed to... Like, it, it, so it, it's a little bit convoluted in the yeah because comics... is actually Roy yes right yeah so but it's like the sidekick so they were trying to build up that like his sister was going to be like his sidekick and I was just like please stop please because they would be having a normal conversation then he like got that speedy <laughs> oh geez. you know and you're just like please it's, we get it oh. with the exact opposite of the sort of like perfect dialogue cadence that Daredevil had where they would finish a scene and we'd stop and be like. That was amazing. Yeah. I feel charmed by this show. Yeah. yeah. I, one of the things that uh, really reminds me of is, though I've never really tapped into uh, Iron Man very much, I really like that in the Iron Man movies, they got to the heart of what made Iron Man really appealing, which I, I remember from this... Well, yes, that's right, a big part of it. He's but, an asshole who learns how to be a good guy, even though he's still kind of an asshole. Yeah. I love that! The story yeah. is that, or Stan Lee always says, that he created this character because, according to their demographics, they were loved by hippies. DC wasn't. They were. They were the hippie people. And he thought, I'm going to challenge these hippies. Let's see if I could get them to accept a, a hero who's a part of the uh, uh, the war machine. Who's that an is arms the, dealer. Yes, yeah. who's literally part of the uh, military-industrial complex. And they took, like, his big thing was the uh, Korean War, which was majorly a problem back then, and people talked about it the same way. And they take that heart of it and apply it to the Iraq War yeah. in the same way, and they show the exact same issue. Yeah. Uh, so th you have to transplant the heart. That's just it. Yeah. If you don't transplant the heart, you have to transplant the heart. If you don't transplant the heart, you end up with Fantastic Four. Yeah, well, Fantastic Four... The, um, at Comic-Con, Kate Mara, who plays, um, uh, Invisible Woman, um, Mab told me about this, literally was on stage at Comic-Con in Hall H and said, no, we didn't make this movie for the fans. Fuck you! And that's why your movie only did $30 million the opening weekend. Apparently, other people. Executives, uh, cash... It's uh, like no one's gonna go see your movie. No, it's a Marvel. Well, okay, no, it's, it's a Fox movie with it's a, a Marvel Fox movie with so Marvel. in the uh, the mid nineties, uh, Marvel went bankrupt literally, mm -hmm. and so one of the ways they saved themselves, they sold the movie rights to most of their characters. So uh, Fox got Spi uh, the X Men, Fantastic Four. Sony got Spider Man. Um, Universal got Namor for some reason. Uh, yep. And then did anything with it. Nope. nope. Uh, and so um, all these <laughs> characters God. that they then, you know, get, they got rid of basically their most popular characters. They gave up the movie rights to them. Um, and so there's clauses in all these contracts that these big studios have where if they don't make a movie within a certain amount of time, the rights will revert back to Marvel. So they and make so a shitty movie in just that, to... in, in that period of time, suddenly Marvel started making gangbuster money because the characters they had left who nobody was interested in were the Avengers. And so they just said, fuck it, we're going to make the Avengers. And they it did, and they made so a well. shit ton of money because Kevin Feige really knows what the fuck he's right, doing. Right, he really does. Uh, um, he's actually, he's a really good support for the idea of there needing to be a singular vision behind something mm -hmm. like this. Because mm -hmm. he, he, while he's be. very good at letting directors do their own thing and make the kind of movie they want to make, he's also always there to make sure that everything fits in which mm -hmm. unfortunately pushes away directors who really have their own styles like Edgar Such, Wright or Rudd uh, but I mean Edgar yeah, Wright was all know, over no. Ant-Man like his influences felt 
That's I, true. I, I felt like it was something where it was like, I'm going to let you make that. this movie, yeah. but you should do this. Yeah. You should do this. You should do this. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm leaving. I, I'm leaving. It, I wonder but you if he really made this, like a good know? chunk of it and they he said, didn't write, can we just keep this shit in? Well, they they did I mean, for a lot of it. Yeah, he'd actually been writing, so he'd been working yeah, on that movie since before Iron Man. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah Ant-Man was the longest movie in development at Marvel, but then apparently it was, I think it was huge the biggest, payoff. It was the biggest risk for them because they were like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and That's Raccoon true. and Doctor Strange. Honestly, uh, is that no? But it hasn't they come have out now yet, bought so a lot of stuff, and I have to say, with some of their casting decisions. They're still making big risks. I it's, think Benedict well, Cumberbatch is the No, I think choice. he's fine. I think he... You know, it can, I don't have a problem with that. I just... Oh the God. other things are very... I love seeing Tilda Swinton. I hate seeing her as the ancient okay, one. Okay, but the other hand, if Doctor Strange's mystical journey is to go to China and find an old Chinese guy who teaches him magic, that's that just as problematic. Shady. But he's still... No, it was Tibet, and he's still going to Tibet, isn't he? I think so. So that that part did not change. But I think I, I think they're making the ancient one because the ancient one is in the comics, sort of yeah. this immortal being. I have a feeling Tilda Swinton's character is going to be less Tilda Swinton in a really cool outfit and more like this ethereal thing that teaches him magic. Which that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. That would be. I mean, she's so weird in I, the best possible way. Yeah. Yes, I I love her. And in her. that, she's perfect for it. I was doing a, a little while ago, like a few months ago. A friend was asking me, "Who are your celebrity?" You were doing crushes? a friend a few months ago. Uh, no, no, I was talking with a friend. And, um, uh, well, you know, I always do my best friend. Aww. Aww. <laughs> we were joking earlier. Jarris was like, why don't we ever talk about, like, non-geeky, just conversational things in the show? I'm like, we always do. We talk about what's going on in our lives and, like, what's what's been happening in your sex life. And <laughs> At that point, I had to agree and concede because we talk about why my sex life too much. Not our sex Only life, when you're here, you life. guys bring it up all the time. I talk about things that happen like before you. I don't talk about anything that is private to you. Okay. Yeah. Except for that thing with the thing. There's they no they thing didn't tell us about the thing with the thing and the other thing. There's mm-hmm. no thing with the thing. Uh, shit, what was Wait, I saying? There's no thing? Uh, you were with talking the thing? about. I don't like Dr. the thing. Strange. He's not very sexy. You know, that's really mean. He just wants to be hugged. I don't that's like really people raucous. who are always rock hard. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I wonder if one of the reasons I'm in so long production is it took so long to do the special effects. I think the, the special the effects... The special effects were a huge deal. They like, were, were hard. Yeah. But I, I, don't I just really think it was... Okay... I think it was finding the right tone probably took me yeah. long. Yeah, and I think they succeeded. Yeah. That oh, tone absolutely. was incredible. But also, I was worried because I was like, six writers? Yeah. But yeah. also, I think they bring it in um, to the right... Um, it's in the, it was in the right spot. I think yeah. Ant-Man in Phase 1 would have made a lot less sense, even though he is a founding Avenger, because having this thief pop up in a world where there's already an Avengers and he can he can exist in that well, world makes a lot more sense. I mean, like, I technically, they did kind of have the With original him, yeah. uh, Ant-Man be an original founding, yeah. founder I did of really S.H.I.E.L.D. Like you know? so, yeah. so they were kind of like... Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know, like even though, and it, it also well, brings I up the, the I- oh, me yes. too. And I love that idea that oh, the He's Avengers scared. aren't the first time Shield's been working with super powered people. We just 
don't talk about it. <laughs> I really would love to see a movie about why they don't talk about it. Like, I'm guessing it's a lot of Hank Pym. Yeah. It's a, well, plus, how do you go to the public and say, I'm sorry, we lost our best operative in an area smaller than a molecule. <laughs> we'll never see her again. I'm sorry. She's in the quantum realm. No, no, no. She's in the uh, the microverse. The mi- oh, that's right. Every time that they brought that up, I was like, this is... Just enough, like, pseudoscience bullshit. I love this so I, much. I really hope that, it, even if it's just in, like, a Marvel short or something like that, they visit the microverse, because that's a wonderfully, stupidly weird idea. Like, it's you know so how Marvel. atoms kind of look like planets? They are planets. <laughs> oh, God. The mi- well, it's just like Horton Hears a Who, but not yeah. funny at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't, doesn't Annihilus live in the micro- microverse yeah. for a while? But something came out of the microverse. Yeah, there was a bad guy who. I've heard for the major bad guy, but Ani- no, Annihilus has always been from the negative zone. He's never been from the. Oh, microverse. okay. I don't know, that dude. Was... Have you been reading any of Secret Wars? I can't. I can't oh afford my God. it. I, we'll find ways for you to get it. But um, the uh, uh, the setup of the new world is so freaking cool. So you know, I need to Doom is now Sorry, Doom is now God. Yeah. So <laughs> he took Galactus's. Uh, uh, title. He took more than Galactus. He took yeah. the Beyonders' powers. So as the worlds were ending, Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange fast forged a last oh, minute desperate plan. I saw that yeah. scene and a bunch of people being like, "We didn't want to have to do this, but for some god awful reason, it makes the most logical sense." And Doom is like, "It's all mine." <laughs> well, and apparently, like it was between Strange and Doom, and Strange was like. I don't want to be a god, and Doom was like, I do! And so, <laughs> oh, like, that would have been great for Strange. And so, like, there's, um, they have all of these wonderful fantasy concepts. Like, so each of the realms are a different universe, and mm. the multi-universe cops are yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's the setup for New World? Um, New World? The new one, the, the, what's coming out of oh, this. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, but. But speaking back oh, well, about. Oh, 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 yeah. Because oh, I want to tell you about this. You reminded me of Annihilus. Um, so the, um, the, uh, they have this area called the Wasteland, which is where they stick everybody who they don't want to deal with anymore. Because the, the zombies are in there. The zombies, yeah. the Ultron drones, and the Annihilus wave are all in there. Oh, hidden behind a, a wall that may or may not be what Doom turned the thing into. <gasps> what? Johnny Storm rebelled against his godhood, and so Johnny Storm is now the sun. They didn't have a sun, and Doom made Johnny Storm into the sun. It's How really fucked up. This is really mythic, and also... Like, it feels like Marvel was, Comics at this point is just saying, we know what we are, we yeah. know what's going on, and the, and I have to say, I do like it because as a beginning story, it's ideas like that that are mythic enough to be like, we could we could do something yeah. with this. Well, I mean, and I love what I like the most Genesis. about that story, yeah. because, you know, so Doom remade the world, so of course he and Sue Storm are now together. I, uh, I was so, about to say, yeah. I was like, did he, like, say, you are my queen? Yeah, like, and so it was... He's uh, always trying to top that. Basically, the reason that Johnny is Same the son and not dead is because Sue, that was Sue's way of getting mercy for her brother, instead of um, having him just uh, be obliterated in nothingness. Uh, it's such a cool story. Of course Johnny so would much. do that. And did any of the Mr. Strange, uh, Mr., sorry, uh, Mr. Fantastic survive? Uh, the ultimate Mr. Fantastic is alive and well. The Maker? Yeah. <laughs> That's awful! So, the Ultimate Universe and 616 both built, uh, both Reed Richards built in parallel a ship designed to save as many people as they could. And so, like, six or seven Marvel heroes and six or seven Ultimate Universe 
people, I won't necessarily say heroes, yeah. all survived on the New World with memories of their past. So, oh, and, and, do we know who they are? Um, it's from the Ultimate Universe. They were all supposed to be villains, so it's people like Thanos and the Maker and stuff like that, but Miles stowed away. Uh, yes, these yes. are villains. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, uh, Miles Morales stowed away. Yeah, that's what uh, so, I hear. And uh, the, from the Marvel Universe, I know it's Star-Lord, Peter Parker, um, I think Cap... Um, of course, Peter people. Parker. Though, yeah, like, he's wily. We're, we're gonna have. I really want to see a lot of Mike Morales, Peter Parker Miles. team ups. Did I say Mike again? Did, yeah, it's because I'm. Well, they've at already you. teamed up once in that big uh, yeah, yeah. Wedding anniversary. So when Miles gets off the ship, there's a bit quick moment where they both very quietly look at each other, and Miles is like, "Peter, yeah, Miles. Okay, we remember this. Let's keep going." <laughs> <laughs> that's so Spider Man. That's yeah. awesome. Speaking of which, I can't wait to see what he's like in the in Civil War. I want to see Spider-Man as a person. Me too. I want to know what that character is going to be hope like. I it's cool. He's the the homemade costume rumors that are going around give me a lot of hope because I really like yeah. the idea of Spider-Man running around in like hockey pads, basically that he made for himself. Then, yes. Then, then Tony will be like, "No, come here. I'll give you your own suit. Oh, yes, God. join the dark side, Peter." Nothing <laughs> would make me happier than a Spider-Man who people are like, "Look at this fucking he can do 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 do." Okay, you can fight with us. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, "Come on, kid." <laughs> Yeah, there's been rumors going around for um, a long time that a big chunk of the first Spider-Man movie will be him auditioning for the Avengers by having to fight Iron Man, which would be so cool. To the death? No. No, I know. Jarrus. I know. I just love Spider-Man so much. <laughs> you love him and so much. I you hate to Civil kill. War Tony, but I love hating Civil War Tony, but and I Civil even War like the way Tony is like. A really broken person. Which yeah. is why they had to refix right. him with a literal memory backup. I know! That was amazing! Right. It was that. such a technological, like, It was such a what Tony it? Stark way of it getting out of really, things. Like, like, really, I'm, I've been a terrible person this whole time? Delete last five years. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Do you wish to delete selected memories? Yes. <laughs> Gods. Um... I think I have turned around on uh, on uh, uh, Bandit Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange in that physically and vocally, I know he'd make an amazing Strange. I don't know how he'd do the magic, but I'm sure once I see it on screen, something will happen. I'm sure he'll do it by putting his hands in a position oh, like yeah. this and I, doing some of this shit. I mean, the well, mood, the VFX man. people like make things happen think, around him. Do you think while he does it, he, like me, will make in his mouth like... Dude, every actor ever. Like, okay, so have you ever seen the behind the scenes on um, Desperado or Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Once Upon a Time in Mexico. (laughs) So Antonio Banderas can't because he has he's because they're adding the gunshots in post. Mm -hmm. He's firing guns that don't even fire blanks. He's just a mime it. Yeah. And he cannot stop himself from making gun noises yes, in his mouth. Right. He kicks in a door to a church. He's like pew 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 pew. pew. That's right. Robert Rodriguez has to be like cut. And Antonio, please don't make the noises in your mouth. He's like, I am. <laughs> and oh same thing with poor you and McGregor couldn't help but make the lightsaber noise when they were fighting. You know, it's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> That's uh, uh, another story from. Um, what do you call it? Uh, from Lord of the Rings, they kept telling John Reese Daisies, "We we are experience. Uh, we orcs are experience of um, uh, what do you call it? Stunt people. You don't have to hit us. We'll make it look real." And he goes, "Okay," and he landed every single blow. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and they keep telling him, you don't have to do it. And he'd say, okay, and he'd keep doing it. That's like, um, uh, so Mick Foley has this great story in his book where he uh, he finally gets to have a match with his mentor, Terry Funk. Um, and uh, so it's, it's a name from the 70s, man. Of um, course it is. But he says, like, you know, my whole life I've been watching him in the ring and I've never been able to figure out how he get, makes his punches look so good. And I was really excited to finally learn the secret. So he throws me in the corner and punches me in the face as hard as he can. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're like, heart broken. broken. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Terry Funk. He started wrestling in, like, 72 and is still going. What? what? He's retired, like, seven times and he keeps getting back in the oh, ring and doing God. death matches. Probably because he, that's where he wants to Pretty die. Pretty soon he will literally need the services of The Undertaker. <laughs> Up top! <laughs> oh. Is that a wrestler? Yes. yes. <laughs> Your Undertaker is a wrestler. Um. Does he, what does he dress like? Does he dress in No, actually, that would be his, cool. His manager, Paul Bearer, does. Oh, God. Paul Bearer. That's yes. right. That's right. The Undertaker, no, the Undertaker is a, uh, depending on who you ask, a literal demon from hell, a wizard with necromantic powers, or any or a uh, biker with a... No, all thing. those things can't be true. Would you yeah. like to play my mage fake game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've got, have I shown you guys wrestling isn't wrestling? No, I what's that? Show you. It's, there's this guy named Max Landis. He wrote Chronicle. He oh, wrote yeah, yeah. the upcoming Victor France Frankenstein movie. Oh, and, uh, yeah! They are gonna have sex on screen! <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I... Oh, my He's God. He's an incredibly, incredibly smart guy, and he occasionally does these things where he just gets mildly drunk, not like super wasted, and talks about things that he really cares about on YouTube, and then his friends make like funny videos history, out of it. Sort of. So he did like a drunk history of the death of Superman. Um, oh, which is really yes. funny. And he did another one called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, which is a 20-minute treatise on Triple H. And it is one of the mo- best things I've ever seen. Before we leave tonight, I'll make sure I show you guys this because it's amazing. Um, but yeah. Uh, so speaking of Arrow and SummerSlam, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Amell is wrestling on Sunday. <laughs> Why? Because he's he a really big fan of WWE and he wants to. <laughs> I, that's working for Jon Stewart, too, I yes. see. Well, yes. Well, like, so Jon Stewart's not going to be wrestling. No. I hope. Oh, well. Although he did kick Seth Rollins in the dick that one time. That's right, he did. And <laughs> Dude, he had, the last time he was on Raw, he had the best line. Um, so uh, Seth Rollins was talking about, you know, being the future and being the chosen one of the authority, and Jon Stewart was like, um, I know what, uh, I know you're the poster boy for the authority, but you, but you know, when people get sick of looking at, post- at posters, they take them down. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. He, oh, yeah. That reminds me of some of the things he was throwing out in, um, uh, in the the march for sanity, they, yeah. I felt some of that in his last one when he started talking about vigilance against bullshit and yeah. different types of bullshit. It very much felt like uh, Lao Tse going into the wilderness and saying, "Here is my religion. Yeah, let me show you my treatise on." What this is, is what I've been talking about all these years, yeah. condensed into a two minute segment because that's all the time we have. You just you gotta be careful. Yeah. He didn't even cover all types of bullshit. When I saw it, I was like, well, what about people trying to make bad things look good and good things look bad? Like He sort uh, of covered that, but yeah. yeah. a little bit. No, he did bad things look good, not good things look bad. I was yeah. like, what about our neighbors who happen to look different? No, they're bad. How do we be vigilant against that? You just have to be. I don't know. Yes. Um, be vigilant against bullshit. Yes. You really should. Uh, speaking of which, I know it's politics again, but Trump is so fun. Oh, God. So He's going to be so fun right up until he wins. No, he's not going to... I don't think he's going to win. Mathematically projected, this sort of thing happens all the time. The last guy was Newt Gingrich. Yeah, like he's somebody got about huge 12 gets more tired weeks. Then, yeah. yeah. 
It, usually right before the Because um, this the early in the polling process, the people who pay attention are the, are the whack jobs. Well, and that's why they're extending it, because a lot of people who know they'll get the whack job vote, <clears throat> Ted Cruz, said that, you know what? We're doing this. And that's why Hillary had to do it two days after him, because she's like, I guess I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And they uh, also, a lot of polling places still use people with landlines. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Did you see my uh, my uh, um, uh, Sandor the Burninator joke? Yes, I did see that. That was amazing. <laughs> Burninating the, the countryside. Burninating the persons. Oh, God. You know what I'm really glad about sometimes? Hmm. I'm really glad sometimes that we're not a political show. Because you could you imagine... I could do it, but I get really what, upset arguing on we, the internet. Well, and we would have to... Like, the amount of shit that the people behind The Daily Show and The Colbert Report and now, um, you know, The Nightly Show and last week with Tonight have to watch. The amount of awful shit they have to oh, watch to yeah. make fun of every week. Like, yeah. leading it, uh, the reason Jon Stewart quit this year is because he didn't want to go through another election cycle. I don't blame him. It, no. It's so hard. It's awful. And they're starting and earlier and earlier, man. It's, not, it's neither fun nor totally informative. And, uh, yeah. I am looking forward to it because it feels like an important election. Any election where a Democratic candidate says, I'm running as a Democratic Socialist. That's right, guys. I'm a Socialist. Is one of those where I'm like... I'm paying attention. Okay. Now what you gonna do? <laughs> My... I, yeah, I'm... I'm gonna vote for him for for Bernie in the primary, but I don't hold out a lot of hope that he'll actually get the nomination. I I'm hoping for him, but um, there is no political machine like the Hillary political machine. Yeah, um, it's hard to. Um, I I really would like a Democratic Socialist in the White House so much because I am a Democratic Socialist. But part of politics is recognizing that you know you're <laughs> not going to get all of what you want. You have to give up on. You can't a lot always of it. get what you want, but if you try sometimes. You might find you get what you need. But um, um. <laughs> I I don't know if that's true in politics. Well, actually, I'm white. It's, I get a lot it, of what yeah. I need. It, it's true in Batman. I pff, okay. You're not the hero Gotham deserved, but the hero it needs right now, or something. Jonathan, it just made sense when Jonathan Nolan wrote it. I'm the goddamn John Cena. Hey, no. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's yeah. No, it is. I'm not the hero Gotham needs. I'm the hero Gotham deserves. He's saying, "Yeah, I'm a shitty hero, but you're a shitty city." So fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you should see that movie. It's the best Batman movie. It, it is a it is a really good Batman. I think it might I be the really best. I really like the Michael Keaton Batman. Movie. The Michael Keaton Batman is a good movie, but it, it is, is not really the best good. Batman movie. Dark Knight is the best Batman movie. It is the purest it's, purest it's encapsulation Although, of what Batman is as a character. Which for is better that or worse. not a hero. No. no, a prisoner is a better hero than Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Literal prisoner's dilemma. Better hero. Batman would have failed that one. Yes. Totally would have failed. <laughs> Meanwhile, in his own movie, Superman's not even saving people. No. Fuck you! Though I like that that's what they're making the next movie about, but we've talked about all that. Yeah. You know what I want to talk about? No. Rogue One. Oh my god, dude. Uh, oh. You saw that Donnie Yen's going to be in it, right? Yes, I oh did. Oh my god. Yes, I did. Rogue One oh. is the new um, Star Wars spin-off movie. Set uh, during the classic era. It's this, the tale of how they stole the Death Star plans. Which, I mean, one of the 37 different people said to have stole the first... But this is in canon, now right. the one person. 
if there's a side character named Kyle Katarn. If there's a side character who doesn't have a name but has a beard, his fandom name will be Kyle Katarn. I will just say the most inappropriately joyous things in the middle of the theater. <laughs> I always was more of a Habit Storm fan in terms of who stole the Death Star plans. Yeah, but, but you you love those books. Like you yeah. love the Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, because they're great books. I what I like about Kyle Katarn is that he in no way was it necessary for him to steal those plans. <laughs> no, it wasn't part of. And he had an incredible. Um, what do you call it? Uh, incredible, like, origin story. The novel where they talked about that was amazing. He's like, he was this stormtrooper, and he got people's he trust. He was a stormtrooper. They called da, him da, Kyle. Da, 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 da. Then he went home to find his dad was shot by a dark Jedi. He was Kyle. Kyle Katarn. Dark force is rising in your heart. <laughs> Were you expecting <laughs> John Cena? <laughs> 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 I was very disturbed that you had closed the bathroom door. Oh, I, I apologize. She... I needed to poop and. Privacy. Oh, I understand. The cats do not understand. <laughs> no, There's the one thing cat... I've learned about cats, they do not understand privacy. If I open the door and to let her in and then close I'm it, sorry. she will explore all around and then look at me, look at the door and start complaining that I can't let her out. Without without revealing too many details, one of my most amusing things in my life is whenever the cat jumps on us during intimate moments. Like just, oh, we have so many stories. Like, no, our cats are disgusted. Not like, always. Ian's walked up to me while certain sexy things are going on, really sexy things, and has licked me, and I'm instantly going, "This is all, oh my god, that's almost a threesome." <laughs> our children are watching. This is horror. That's how she thinks. I don't call them children. They, no, they're, they're our house guests they who aren't as smart babies. as me. Oh, hairy baby. <laughs> Big Hero 6 was a way better movie than I think the world um, realized. Yes. It it's going to be in the next Kingdom Hearts. That's what I hear. Yes. That'll be fine. So at Celebration, um, they gave There away, should be Robot Goofy. Not Celebration. Um, at uh, uh, D23, the Disney uh, convention last weekend. The thing that isn't uh, interesting to anyone until this year when Star Wars becomes and, a big... Star Wars and Marvel were yeah, both there yeah. suddenly, hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Um, <gasps> do you think that's the, why they didn't do... Uh, uh, yes, that's exactly that's why they exactly didn't do Comic Con. Holy shit, well, that's awful. I can imagine that the hardcore Disney fans are pissed because they're no. Actually, I wouldn't be pissed if I were them because so they what Disney did is they had two giant panels. They had the Disney Animation panel. They had the Disney Live Action panel, and both Smart. of those panels covered everything. So Smart. the okay. Animation panel revealed their whole slate of Disney animation films for the next couple of years. It had The Rock. It had um, a bunch of other people. The live action That's panel. right, because he's going to be a, a Polynesian guy. Yeah, Not he's going to be Maui. Polynesian, yes. sorry. Uh, and the uh, the live action panel, oh, I'm yes, so they happy. had Star Wars stuff and Harrison Ford showed up and like they showed the first um, like test animatics from Doctor Strange, but also like Johnny, Johnny Depp showed up as Captain Jack Sparrow. They had pictures. Because whenever he can, he dresses yes. up as yeah, Captain Jack and just I up. would... I would I would go grocery shopping as Captain Jack. I would never show him. People would be like, my my agent would be like, Johnny, we've got a role for you, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, Who is this Johnny Depp? (laughs) You're just like what's his name from the Lonely Island songs. Actually, it's a song about Captain Jack Sparrow. I God, love I that. love that sketch. That that I wish they had made it even more uh, like that because I. I fucking love that idea. Well, but, like, what I mean is kind of how, like, 
people get pissed off that Comic-Con's gotten so big, you know, and they're oh, like, I've yeah. been going since 1975. I remember when the like, show was about comic books, dude. If yeah. some guy dressed as Loki is, is standing in the middle of 60,000 people uh, and getting them all to chant his name, it's still about comic books. Yeah. <laughs> Deep down. Oh my god. Wait. Loki and Doctor Strange are going to be in the same... <laughs> they may never share screen time. In your heart, but if they, they do, will. imagine the fan fiction. <laughs> I no, that's right. What I'm thinking of right now. Um, like, I, I heard about that test footage. It sounds like they're going pretty hardcore. No, it's magic. Yeah, they're like really hardcore. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh man, I hope they have a general theory of magic or some narrative to hold on to. So it's not. I just hope like, they don't. I point my I fingers. I hope they're and like shit fuck happens. it. Magic works. I hope there's no. It rules. should work. Oh, well, that, that is not Doctor Strange okay, magic. Doctor Strange true, magic. And that's true. Doctor Strange magic. <laughs> magic should always have rules. Doctor Strange has never had a long term run because his powers never have rules. Doctor Strange is bored from the seventies acid trips form of magic. All of his costumes okay. are based off of the worst seventies sex god ideas, and literally, Wait, like he's people. A sex god? No, that's just how he dresses. <laughs> um, so, like the. Like this, like the, Liberace. The he dresses like Liberace. He dresses like Zaphod Beeblebrox from uh, uh, from Hitchhiker's, uh, Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide. I'm familiar. Shirt with down to here. Yeah, like and just that bling. The Eye of Agamotto man gets the girls. <laughs> I fucking bling. love that story so much. But the oh, thing is, he this doesn't. This character is going to be played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. yes. Imagining Benedict Cumberbatch in an outfit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not sure if pleased or horrified. (laughs) (laughs) So, the thing that I like, I feel like they have to have rules because so many things in stories, and one of the reasons why stories has never worked out as a real main character, main line, is I think because his powers and abilities have no boundaries or expectations. And I think that makes him very magical when compared to other people. But I... I feel like they're going to need to find a way to give him a compelling, uh, what, what am I, limits. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because well, then it's like... Yeah, I, I think they'll have limits, but they'll also have, you know, Dormammu is his yeah. limit. His Dormammu is just so Well, it'd be really cool if the reality bending between them is the limit. Like, oh, you can have everything you ever want. Now look at this motherfucker. He misused it. You want to be like him? Look at him. I would love to see a magic fight in a Doctor Strange movie, or any movie, really, that's it, conceptually like... Well, yes, but that's conceptually like the magic fight from the sword in the stone where instead Ooh. of being about throwing fireballs at each other it's about how can you, you bend reality to weasel inside your enemy's defenses that um that 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 inspired a fight scene in um in the Harry Dresden files the Harry Dresden files the, the Dresden files has a fight scene based off of that scene you're right it does yeah um i i also like that um i think it would be very cool to have how, how to put this? Um, I would like to see a much, a very philosophical thing, much like the first Matrix, where it was still bound within like the action scenes and the stories that people cared about before it went off into the sequels, where I'm the only one who liked them. Um, you but are the only one. I, I am the you only one. You are the one. one. Okay. 
the chicks it's more than okay, right. and I'm, I'm the only one who thinks that. No one wants me? to see an old white I'm guy good. talk to a young white guy about the nature of reality for 20 minutes. I, except he's for not people, Chinese. Except for people who really like Snow Crash. I love Snow... Wait, did you find someone else who met who loves Snow Crash, who loves Everyone loves Snow Crash. But Except people for you. don't... Actually, oh, no, you do Actually, I don't understand why people who like Snow Crash don't like the second Matrix movie, because it's the same thing. It's an amazing action story. All of a sudden, it becomes talking about philosophy for 14 fucking chapters for no good goddamn reason. It, there are a Nobody lot of Nobody gives reasons. a shit about I, Enki. <laughs> I gave so many shits about Enki. Oh, great. Now well, I have to read this book. Yeah, well, now... It, oh, it's shit, just, son. It's you the are. Hugo type of writing where like oh, you have the yeah. story and then all of a sudden you're like wow he's been talking about Paris for like six chapters Can I'm just I... gonna oh okay there's a story again Hugo was That's I've never read the book but that was an amazing mm-hmm. movie Four pages on a tree. I uh, swear to God. oh no Hugo is uh she means Victor Hugo the guy who wrote Millet Miz oh Hugo yeah. the movie oh, by Martin I'm so sorry. so sorry it's okay um Speaking, uh, but that made me think about Hugo, which made me think that fuck. There's been something on the edge of my brain for so long. Is it my foot? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and well, welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks, Geeks podcast. podcast. What episode number is this? This is 161. Wow. 162. This is 162. <laughs> Jerry, if they want to email us, how can they do that? They should email us at A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-E-I-N-G at gmail.com. John Cena! <laughs> I was about to do by the hoary hordes of... <laughs> oh, you can by find the us... hoary hordes of John Cena. By the hoary hosts of John Cena. Cena. That just sounds it. dirty. Um... By the eye of Triple H. <laughs> God. God. Um, I have to show you something. But okay. I was taught by Rey Mysterio in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you would really like Lucha Underground. Would I? You really it would. sounds really fun. Uh, literal, literal fucking dragon. Anyway. Um, Wait, they have sex with the dragon? Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so uh, if you want to find more from us, we're at aceofgeeks.net. We have three new YouTube series on youtube.com slash yes, aceofgeekspodcast. They're all very good. Oh, um, that's right. I should uh, share your thing on uh, the Uncharted series because I really like that joke in the middle. I, the tutorial I, joke? I wanted to comment on it, but I was in the car. That's okay. Uh, um, if you uh, want to find us on Twitter, we're at Ace of Geeks. Facebook, we're also just the Ace of Geeks. We're on, on Google+, Plus. we're the Ace of Geeks. Mm-hmm. But why are we? Because no one goes on Google+. We've never gotten a single hit off Google+, ever. You know, I think Google+, might be a really good place to make friends once you have, like, shunned all your friends on Facebook. Yeah. Or uh, are afraid to, you know, run into your ex-wife on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, um, it's just Facebook for Google employees. Yeah. <laughs> We're on uh, Instagram, at Ace of Geeks, and I think that's it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll see you next week. Oh, uh, no, I'm going to do that at the beginning. We'll see you next week.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.